Welcome back to the Holiday Podcast, where we talk about the frightful, the festive, and everything in between. You're listening to Episode 8. I'm your host, Evan, and with me is my co-host, Selena. In this episode, it's going to be a little bit different. We are going to actually have a more debate-style podcast where we argue for and against our own set topics. Uh, we plan on doing more of these episodes in the future, but this will be the first one, and we'll, we'll pretty much be seeing how it goes from here. In this episode, we'll be debating which is the better character and better... Story. Story, yeah. Uh, whether that be Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol or Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. With each of us taking a side, Selena will be taking A Christmas Carol and I will be taking The Grinch. And for this, we've chosen two mediums. We we had to pick a book, or the book, and whatever movie we wanted to choose. And Selena, which which movie did you choose? I chose um, A Christmas Carol, uh, the George C. Scott version, because that is my absolute favorite. Um, and just a little bit of background on A Christmas Carol. Um, it was published in 1843, and it was basically... Um, an, a continuation of Charles Dickens' theme of the poor and the needy, especially with children and and how the upper class are kind of treated way better, obviously. And so it was just kind of like cons- showing concern for the poor and, and how someone's life changed over the course of Christmas Eve. So, um, and Evan's going to explain a little bit about his choice. And obviously I have I have the book... But for the movie, out of the two I get, out of opposed to Selena's like six, I'm going to pick the Chuck Jones version, which is the CBS TV special of How the Grinch Stole Christmas from the 60s. I think that's the one out of that one and between that one and the Jim Carrey version that really sort of exemplifies what uh, what Dr. Seuss was going for. Background on the book, it was published in 1956, 1957. It was closer to the end of 1956, so it's kind of debatable when it actually hit the public. But I believe it was Christmas Day, 1956. The reason that uh, Dr. Seuss published it was that he he meant to show that materialistic things are not needed to celebrate the holiday. You need just people and love. Some people will also say that it was a reflection of himself and what he didn't like about himself around the holidays. Breaking down these stories... Pretty much they are the bare bones equivalent of each other. You have a greedy person who, through trial and error, sort of understands the error of their ways and by the end becomes a super nice person or creature in the case of the Grinch. When you simplify it like that, that's sort of the way to kind of understand these stories. We're we're assuming that uh, you've kind of seen How the Grinch Stole Christmas and also A Christmas Carol to kind of understand what we're talking about. But that was kind of like the rundown of events. Now that we know what we're talking about, we are both going to introduce one point for our cause and also one point against it. And we'll do that twice. So we'll have a total of two points for and against each, starting with Selena. Okay, so as opposed to the Grinch, which I do love that, but I guess because I have to argue for my side, I will say that I think A Christmas Carol has definitely more character development. You kind of just get the idea that the the Grinch is watching everybody uh, 
from up on the mountain from his little cave area and you don't really know anything about him how did he get that way etc um but i feel like the background on scrooge ebenezer scrooge is so great you see everything from his childhood from his love interests to building his business and i just think that you get a a better idea of kind of how he became the miser that we all know that he is and I just think that the Grinch just, he just gets salty about Christmas and then he he gets happy all of a sudden when he realizes that his sled full of the decorations and the Christmas goodies from Whoville has fallen down the hill and then he's like, you know what? I think that uh, my heart has changed because Christmas doesn't come from a store. And yeah, that has a great lesson to it and it was probably appropriate for the time around, you know, the 50s. But I just think the lesson of kind of caring for everyone and carrying that Christmas spirit throughout the entire year of having goodwill toward people and and treating everybody like a human being regardless of class, I just think that that type of development, you understand more about Scrooge, where he's coming from, and then how he came to be a better man. I think that that definitely is a reason why A Christmas Carol is better. Okay, so for my side of this argument, I'm going to take a similar approach for what Selena said. And I'm going to talk about the time period that these books were written and how now A Christmas Carol is outdated. It is officially outdated Mm. for the sake of this uh, argument. Uh, So what you need to understand is when The Christmas Carol was written, it was dark times. Uh, There was a lot of poor people there. There was a lot of poor working conditions. So this um, story of goodwill towards men and just being nice to people and stuff, it works. It works back then. However, more than 100 years later, when Dr. Seuss writes How the Grinch Stole Christmas, he made it a reflection on the things. And now, since um, the end of World War II happened, we started to become into the Golden Age and the Space Age, and people were all obsessed about the things. What you could have in your kitchen, the newest appliances, the newest TVs, anything. And in a way... That's what Dr. Seuss put into the Grinch. The fact that um, the things were overpowering the people, at least from the Grinch's perspective, is that um, how the Grinch complains about the noise, 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 and he talks about like the, the things that they'll get and how he just cannot stand that. It's quite a reflection of the time, and I believe it still holds up to today in the sense that everyone wants the newest things, so the family aspect has gone by the wayside. I can much more relate to people being obsessed with things as opposed to poor working conditions in my opinion right but i could say that a lot of the times now everybody's becoming so entitled that the sense of goodwill toward people is very broken and and now especially with hard hard economic times i think that there's a there's a lot of a gap between people that are looking for work and they're out of work and then people that are extremely rich so i think that it's kind of making a comeback in a way that we need to treat people as human beings again and we need to get that sense back. Well, I do agree with what you're saying, but I do think that the the good decency of people is becoming lost. And I think that that's where a Christmas Carol can teach that lesson again. Okay. Or maybe uh <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we're due for a new sort of spin on this Christmas story. Yeah, make something else. We're counting on you people. Yeah. Okay, so getting on to our second uh, key points, I would have to say for Christmas Carol, there is a more 
I guess you could say this is tied into my previous argument. I think there's a more round experience. Um, for example, Scrooge uh, is shown by the ghosts, particularly the first two, so his past and present, um, that there, there's a mix of good and bad. So, yeah, you see how he had hardships. He was lonely in the school house and how he really kind of didn't have friends. His father was very nasty and mean to him. He was kind of, like, rejected by his father. He didn't really have much. Um, so you did get that side of him, that bad experience, but then it wasn't all bad because you saw how he fell in love with, um, Belle and how he started growing his business and how he started making something out of himself when he kind of came from really nothing or from, um, poorly treated beginnings, I guess. Um, so you have that experience of like, okay, he had a good life, but he also had it bad. So you kind of, it's like our lives in a sense that it's very relatable because you're like, yeah, my life wasn't completely terrible, but it was also like you had some high points and you have your low points and the way that a person is and how they appear to you are a combination of those things. And I think that that shows how Scrooge is such a rounded character and it's a, it's a more realistic story, I think. I mean, besides the fact that it's like a live action movie, if you watch it as opposed to a cartoon yeah you could still get the same lesson from a cartoon but i think it's more reali realistic because the ghosts i mean the last ghost of christmas yet to come kind of shows all the negative bits i think it like really doesn't sugarcoat anything it's like it, it visibly blatantly showed like scrooge this this was your life and what are you gonna do are you gonna have a change of heart or are you gonna just add more um links to your chain so, the sugar-coated lifestyle of everyone in Whoville being, you know, kind and generous, you don't really get a background about them. I just think it's all, like, sweet, and then you have your Grinch having his change of heart, and then it's all great. Like, I just think that the more the more good-bad experiences, it's just so realistic, so genuine in A Christmas Carol. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm going to argue uh, that the more meaner person and the more evil person is, in fact, the Grinch. Mm. Yeah. You, you can't. You can't. But no. he turn, Scrooge no, no, turns away no. the poor. No, it doesn't matter. I, I, and they I, ask for donations. No, no. Here's, here's going to be my crushing blow. Okay. Scrooge is bound by the law. Okay, we got this straight. Scrooge is still this person who is respectable towards government and things like that. Yes, he doesn't donate to the poor. But then uh, I also don't give a dollar when Toys R Us asked me to donate a dollar and I feel like crap afterward. But still, <laughs> I'm just like Ebenezer Scrooge in that sense, not donating to that thing. But now since I said that on air, I am going to donate right now. Um, what I'm saying is that Scrooge is affected by the law. The Grinch is above the law. The, the Grinch does not care. He is a psychopath. He is nuts. Why was he not afraid of being arrested? Who knows? He knows that he's still Christmas. He's not going to get arrested. He's nuts. He hates Christmas. Or he hates people that love Christmas. He probably tortures people up on Mount Crumpet. He's the more evil person. And the only reason that he's better is because he becomes better in the end. Even like in the Jim Carrey version, he's, he's not worried about getting arrested. He but, doesn't care. But relatability, that's the thing. Whoville's a fictional place, so you don't really have any idea of government, and there's no boundaries there. Like, you could at least say, oh, Scrooge, he, he lived in a real world. Yeah, but he there had... are boundaries in the Grinch. There are police. So yeah, but why... they're sleeping when he sneaks into town. They're sleeping, so how are they supposed to know? Well, when he comes back to return the gifts, why don't they arrest him? Because he returned them. <laughs> 
No, that's not how it works. Well, it looks like someone else stole them, and he was the hero that brought them back. So he's kind of a big but liar. But even in the, the dialogue, end. it says that I'm the good who stole Christmas. Well, he's see, he's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you have it. Folks. I just don't think it's relatable. I don't know. I don't know. I could be crazy. Yeah, well, you're wrong. Okay. With that, that is our sides for the argument. And probably the last thing I'm going to add is that there is a new Grinch movie in the works, apparently. So maybe us people that really like the Grinch will be getting a another hopefully good adaptation um, with uh, Benedict Cabbage Patch. Benedict. Uh, Hubert Snitch Hub- Cottonball. Benedict. You know, beneficial whatever his egg. name is. You know uh, who we're talking about. Benedict Cumberbatch uh, <laughs> is playing the Grinch in an, a new animated movie from i think it's illumination that should actually be pretty good i'm actually excited about that i hope it just sticks to the source material but something we can all agree on yes this is is what selena what can we agree on well what we can agree on is that both a christmas carol and the grinch how the grinch stole christmas both featured jim carrey the disney version uh, for a christmas carol and then the grinch movie on its own and I could say that both of those movies weren't very good. They don't hold up. They don't hold up. Honestly, the seriousness of A Christmas Carol, I love. The reason that I like the cheesy 80s version of it, it was 80s, right? Yes. When the movie was made. What I love about it is how dark it is and that feel of that old English traditional Christmas. And then when you just add Jim Carrey's <laughs> in there, it just... <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I just blasted your eardrums. But I just... You all could be like, oh, I love him. And yeah, I do agree. He, he's probably a great person and he, he's funny in his own right. But I think when you're trying to like make something like that, I just I just think he goofs it up too much to the point where it's not even good. I don't know. What do you think? I think Jim Carrey's Grinch is better than Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat. Oh, very true. <laughs> I mean, at least Jim Carrey could work with the costume and uh, kind of make it his own cartoony cartoony being but right. still he's he's a little bit over the he's top he's a little over the top for my taste i think uh and also the movie's too long i think just the nice oh, 30 minute short works for right works for me i agree um, but yeah so if you didn't get a chance to um watch the specific version that i've been talking about it's usually on tv like a hundred thousand times during the season um or you could just you know buy it because i own it and i love it um or if you haven't really seen the cartoon grinch in a while because usually they they play the live action one a lot more um definitely watch it and let us know what you guys think about the stories we want to hear from you check us out on twitter we're gonna have a poll up who do you think is the batter christmas baddie the grinch or ebenezer scrooge vote on our twitter page uh, at holiday underscore podcast and we thank you for listening in the next episode we will be releasing our first real complete Halloween-focused episode where we look at the ghoulish film director that is Tim Burton. Next uh, two episodes will be completely about Tim Burton's movies, with the next episode being about A Nightmare Before Christmas. Now wait, I know what you're saying. Tim Burton didn't direct A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, we know, but... But it was his story. But it was his story, and we're going to talk about that in the next episode. So be sure to tune in. We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.